Welcome to the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I'm Ryan Sanderson, and every week I lead you through the world of Alberta barbecue and beyond, bringing you stories of the amazing people in and around the barbecue culture. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen in. I appreciate the gift of your time, and I hope I can entertain you for a little bit. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe on your favorite podcatcher, and I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review. And now, on with this week's show. Coming to you from the basement studio at Eat More Barbecue World Headquarters, this is Canada's longest-running barbecue podcast. Welcome to episode number 169 of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I can clearly remember on one of my Texas trips a few years back, sitting in line at Franklin Barbecue on a cool Sunday morning and being impressed by how the lineup had a life of its own. There was one group of folks in particular that I can remember that had a cooler full of Bloody Marys and they were enjoying while waiting and using the top of the cooler to play cards. Kind of made me realize just how much the Bloody Mary was associated with barbecue. Something else that pairs perfectly with barbecue is pickles and pickled vegetables. The acid and the vinegar just sure helps cut uh, cut through that fatty meat. While we don't see a lot of Bloody Marys north of the border here, we sure do enjoy its cousin, the Caesar. My guest this week is one of two people behind a Canadian company bringing some great pickled veg and now a ready-to-drink Caesars to a store shelf close to you. Steve McVicker is one half of the pair behind Matt and Steve's, maker of extreme bean, asparagus, and more. Here are a few notes and announcements before we get into my chat with Steve. Have you checked out After the Cook live on YouTube every Tuesday and also in podcast form on all your favorite podcatchers? Eat More Barbecue Digital Media is pleased to be helping with production of the podcast version of the show. To find out how Eat More Barbecue Digital Media can help you with consulting, recording, voice work, or full production, email us at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com. That music you're hearing in the background is one of two new original compositions by my friend Alan Horobin who has graciously provided all of the music you hear on this podcast. Check him out on YouTube. That's Alan with one L, Horobin, H-O-R-A-B-I-N. Alan's a great guy and a talented musician, and I sure do appreciate his support of the show. This portion of the Eat More Barbecue podcast is brought to you by Bessie Box, delivering healthy, naturally raised meat and seafood right to your door. Bessie is a small team in Alberta that delivers local food straight from the farm to you. Choose from Alberta grass-fed and finished ground beef to sustainable Atlantic salmon from BC. You can order on your schedule, whether it's a one-time order or a regular subscription to your favorite Bessie box. All conveniently flash-frozen and portioned, so you always have healthy meat and seafood ready to cook off a storm. We uh, cooked up some of the organic uh, chicken drumsticks tonight, gave them the old shake-and-bake treatment. Delicious. Go to BessieBox.com to order yours now. Plus, APN listeners can use the promotion code APN10 to save 10% off your first order. That is code APN10. Enter it at checkout at BessieBox.com to save 10% off your first order. Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of the podcast. And really excited uh, from uh, somewhere in Ontario. I guess we'll get into that. I've got Stephen McVicker. From Matt and Steve's here on the with me over Zoom tonight. Steve, welcome to the show. How are you tonight? I'm doing great, Ryan. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to kind of uh, chat some uh, barbecue and some Matt and Steve's. Yeah, well, we got some uh, some not barbecue products that go really well with uh, with barbecue. Yep. So it's a great absolutely a great Absolutely. Mix. So question I ask everybody before we get into uh, 
your story is uh, what does barbecue mean to you? I do a lot of um, traveling in the U.S. over the last couple of years. Yep. Of, uh, we're kind of expanding into the U.S. and just the, the, all the different pockets from like Nashville to kind of Texas to, uh, you know, it's all a little different. So it's just really good, flavorful uh, eating, mm-hmm. right? Just a lot of flavors mixed in, right? Whether it's, you know, you're, you're doing the pulled pork or the pulled chicken or kind of the ribs yep. uh, and then kind of all the fixing that kind of go with it, right? So it, it's a little different in all those different uh, different uh, areas. So yes, I love it. each region has its own. Uh, yes. <laughs> that's, uh, and they're very proud of it. Too. Oh, absolutely. They're very, very proud of it. That's absolutely. And that's kind of one of the things I've been doing out here in Alberta is trying to uh, work with folks out here to develop uh, an Alberta style of barbecue and try to figure right. out, figure out what that might be. So what that might be. And yeah. have you kind of gone down that road? Like uh, what's kind of uh, where have you got anywhere with that so far? Yeah. Or? Just talking with folks about kind of uh, indigenous ingredients uh, here. Uh, bison comes up a lot and uh, right. some of the different uh, plants that are native to the area here that we can use in, uh, in cooking. So it's, uh, it's yeah. an interesting little project. So. Yeah, it is. That's awesome. Yeah. Excited to see uh, see it go for you. Uh, so before we get into the Matt and Steve story, a little bit about yourself. Are you Ontario, uh, growing up in Ontario? Whereabouts are you yeah, there? Yeah, I grew up in uh, a town called Guelph, Ontario. Guelph, yeah. kind of grew up there. Most of my family's still there. Uh, currently, I live downtown Toronto, and yeah. our office is in, uh, in kind of Mississauga, Ontario. Okay. So everything's kind of central uh, in the, uh, the kind of the GTA. Yeah, awesome. And yeah. Uh, before Matt and Steve's, uh, what were you doing? Ah, oh, geez. I, I've had a colorful past. I've always <laughs> kind of been in the, uh, the food business okay. and kind of the retail sector. Um, you know, I don't think it's something that you kind of plan is to start a company and pickle beans. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> it's just one of those things that kind of, kind of happened. So yeah. I've been in the restaurant business and that's really kind of where my background was. Uh, you know, my first job, I was actually uh, a dishwasher at Mother's Pizza back way back in the day. If anybody remembers Mother's Pizza, yeah, okay. I don't know if you guys okay. had them out west, but they're yeah. a big chain here. Like then, maybe in Winnipeg. Uh, I grew up in Winnipeg, and you might have. Okay, you grew up in yeah. Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of my first job, my first introduction to the uh, kind of the food industry, and I've kind of, I kind of, and then I got into a little bit of retail when I was in my teenage years, mm-hmm. and then kind of got back into um, the food biz. Right on from food service. Well, then let's. Uh, you kind of mentioned it there, pickling beans. Uh, talk about. Matt and Steve's and kind of how that came about. Yeah. So I, when I first started, I started at uh, Jack Astor Sherway Gardens is where Matt and I first met. Okay. Um, I started there. Oh, geez. That's going back way now, probably um, late nineties. Yeah. Okay. And we started working there and I met him and then we became fast friends. We became roommates. And then kind of the aha moment for us is how we kind of got into this. I just saw how many Caesars we used to serve over the wood. I just figured we could do something better than a celery stick. And obviously I've seen other pickled vegetables along the way because mm-hmm. they've been around for, you know, ever everybody's, uh, you know, grandmother back in the day, you see whether it's dilly beans or, you know, the pickled asparagus yep. or, you know, they just kind of pickled everything back in the day. Yeah. So I just, I remember coming home from work one day. I'm like, Matt, we need to, um, you know, we need to get, we come up with something to put something funky in a Caesar. Right. And he's like, what are you thinking? I'm like, well, we need something long enough to stick out of a 12 or 14 ounce glass. Uh, so we went to a local fruit market around our house at Mississauga back in the day. And we found this bean called a KY or flat bean, which grows longer and sweeter than a regular green. Okay. Uh, we discovered that. And then as we kind of went down that road, it, we, Matt says, I don't know how to pickle stuff. And I'm like, I don't know how to pickle stuff. But good thing he grew <laughs> up in Northern Ontario. Uh, and his mother uh, used to pickle stuff all the time. So go. Matt got his mom on the phone and he was like, Matt, how do you, or mom, how do you pickle stuff? Yep. And she was yeah. just write this down, boil water, <laughs> boil vinegar, salt, and then spices. And then, uh, you know, obviously cap. And we were mad scientists in our condo. We actually used our dishwasher as our bottle washer. Nice. 
back in the day, we were two single guys. So we used our old hand-me-down pots right on our kitchen stove and uh, boiled water and vinegar. Mm-hmm. We were very bad at it to begin with. We didn't sure. really kind of realize <laughs> pickling is a science. Yep. So we had a lot of jars that were, uh, you know, let's just say, less than appetizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, uh, we came up with the recipe and we opened it. It looked nice and clear. We opened it. We tasted it. Like those are pretty good. Yep. Took them into work, kind of snuck them into a few drinks. Probably weren't supposed to, but we did that anyway. Sure. Got some really good feedback, and then we just scraped some money together and started doing uh, food service trade shows from coast to coast, trying to uh, convince restaurants operators to take the celery stick out, use an extreme bean yep. uh, instead. And our simple message was because we had no marketing money, was uh, consistent cost, no prep, no waste. And a premium perceived product, and that's yep. kind of how the extreme bean was was born. Awesome. Then it uh, kind yeah. of went, went from there. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. I love that, uh, you know, kind of starting small in the kitchen, eh? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it took us, you know, and everybody thought we were a little crazy pickling sure. a bean yeah. <laughs> at first, right? So it was like, like everybody would be like, what are you two doing? Yeah. We're like, we're pickling green beans, man. Sure, Come yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, the, the big thing is once you taste it, yeah. that's kind of when we started really getting uh, the believer. So we knew we had something. We just knew yeah. we had to get sampling going. And that's kind of been a been a mainstay of our company ever since kind of get out there and sample the product you know whether it's extreme bean or some of our uh new brand new new line of products yep well let's get into that what else is on the uh on the product line these days yeah so you know after that after we kind of got the extreme bean going we launched uh, we finally got to retail so we just were at food service for Mm -hmm. so long and there was such a pent-up demand because people were trying it in their caesars when they were ordering one out in a restaurant and they were like where can I get this? So yeah. it took us a lot. It took us about five years before we kind of made that uh, uh, step into uh, retail. Mm-hmm. But once we did, we had that five-year kind of demand and that trial going. Right. Uh, right. So they did extremely well once they did hit the shelf. Right. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we had the retailers kind of came back to us and said, "What else do you guys do?" Yeah. <laughs> right? We're like, uh, "We better get some more flavors going." Yep. Yep. So then, so we have the extreme bean hot and spicy was the first and the original. Uh, we introduced our garlic and dill extreme bean, and now we have a sweet and savory. Which is uh, which is a really interesting flavor. It's our version of a bread and butter pickle. If anybody's okay, kind yeah. of old school pickle fans, mm-hmm. uh, then we've uh, we have our own Matt and Steve Caesar rim that we launched. Obviously, to kind of go with what we were doing promoting with the extreme bean, we have the asparagus, which is our pickled asparagus brand. Two yep. flavors: garlic and dill, hot and spicy. Mm-hmm. And then recently, we launched our extreme pickle spears. Yeah, again, on our signature flavors: hot and spicy. Uh, garlic and dill. And then last April, we launched our now ready to drink Matt and Steve Caesar right. Uh, right. in liquor stores across Canada. Right. So with that, and uh, just showing, I've got uh, one of those here with me. All right. Caesar time. I got it's my Caesar time. I got right. my glass right at Caesar time. I got my glass ready. I got the, uh, the Matt and Steve's rimmer on there. I've awesome. Got, I've got the pickle spear and the green and one of the beans in there. So we're going to Beautiful. Crack are up. you a Caesar fan, Ryan? Or are you like are you an avid Caesar no, fan? No, I wouldn't say avid. On the spectrum. I, I wouldn't say avid, but uh, I, I would say it's my favorite way to drink vodka. So, Right. <laughs> but you do enjoy them from time to time. I do, yeah. If I'm having vodka, it's going to be a Caesar pretty much. So I'm more of a whiskey guy, but uh, okay. yeah, yeah. So Awesome. All right. Let's uh, give that a taste. That was the uh, that was the hot and spicy. I think you're trying. We originally launched mm-hmm. the original uh, lightly spiced, and kind of what makes yep. our Caesar brand different is as we were sampling all these years, we'd use Caesar as kind of our delivery vehicle to sample our Matt and Caesar rim, and also the extreme bean. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I actually was doing some trade shows, and I forgot the hot sauce. Ah, right. So uh, <laughs> we quickly came up with the thing. We used to shake the jars, and then we used to pour some of the brine in. So we actually used the extreme bean brine right in there. So mm-hmm. it. Gives it a neat, uh, very uh, flavorful 
a finish to it. It's kind yep. of got a really nice yep. mouthfeel and nice, it's kind yeah. of really smooth. It is. And yep. uh, yep. just kind of really easy to drink. Yeah, some heat there, but not overpowering. So, yeah. And that's like all our hot and spicy flavors, like even mm. with the extreme bean and yep. kind of our pickled uh, brands. It's yep. not like a crazy burn your face off. Yeah. It's more of a just a sweet nice heat. It kind of balance. It kind of like just uh, stays on the palate for a little mm-hmm. bit and then just dissipates. And it's one of those flavors, like once you're done, you're like, I want another. Yep. <laughs> like another, right? Yep, yep, absolutely. No, that's uh, <laughs> whether it's another bite or another sip or another bite. Uh, yep. It just kind of leaves that really nice mouthfeel. Yeah, I was out uh, two weeks on the long weekend uh, Labor Day. We were out in uh, just north of Calgary at a barbecue competition and uh, yep. cracked out the uh, the the regular uh, Caesar on uh, Saturday morning. Figured to uh, right. Got to get yeah, up, I think get that's start the day. One uh, of the most popular times is definitely in the morning, right? right? Saturday, Sunday mornings, so or kind of going. like. You know, an aperitif before you kind of get into dinner, have a Caesar, yep. and then kind of move on, right? So, yep. No, that's really good. I like that. Uh, yeah, the hot and spicy. It, like you said, it's just a nice, nice heat level. Nothing crazy. And yeah, you know, I think with, with some of those like crazy hot sauces, it's just like it's yeah. just way too much. Like yeah. we're not trying to hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> we want you to enjoy the flavor, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, and this gives you something that's going to appeal to a broader audience. Yeah. And the fo- and the folks that want it spicier can just add a bit of whatever hot sauce they want, right? Yeah. So. Yeah if, yeah, if you want a little hotter, that's the thing with the Caesar. They're so personal, right? Yep. Everybody likes them a little bit different, whether you like, you know, I like, well, I like mine a little dirty. I like a little more Worcester in it. I like, or I like horseradish in it, or I like it really hot. So that was one of the challenges coming up with the RTD recipe was mm-hmm. like, it's such a spectrum of uh, people when they want Caesars, right? And how yep. they make them. So we wanted to come up with a really great base. Yep. And then if you need to add a little bit, you can, but it's a really great starting point if you're a big Caesar fan. Yep. No, I love it. That's very good. Enjoying that yep. a lot. So. Awesome. Um, how uh, talk about pairing some of the products with uh, with barbecue? This is a barbecue podcast. Yeah, it, it, so. It's 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 really funny. We got a lot of followers on kind of our Instagram that mm-hmm. uh, I find like popped up over the last couple of years, and they're big barbecue guys. So I think all the flavor profiles of all the pickled stuff kind of works really well with uh, with barbecue to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's those. You know, I think uh, people that are really into barbecue, they love all those big flavors. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely what our product delivers is those, you know, whether it's garlic and dill or hot and spicy, there's there's abundance of flavor. And I think it ties in really well. You know, I've seen a lot of guys now, they're actually using our brine to start brining their chicken or oh, yeah. brining their meats yep. uh, before they actually even get them on the smoker or kind of uh, start cooking them. So it's kind of really interesting uh, that way for yeah. sure. And the brine is something available uh, through the website and stuff. Yeah, we sell the brine by itself, or yep. we just we have guys who are just using, I guess, what the leftover of the jar after they have some beans, sure, yep. or you know, they're even chopping up some of the beans and like throwing it right in the uh, right in the cooker, or if they're doing it in a tray or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. and that that flavor, that pickle flavor, really comes through. Yeah, well, then if you find the pickle, the kind of the acids and the pickle, uh, the vinegar, I guess, um, yeah, help, helps cut the richness of a lot of those big fatty barbecue meats, right? So yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. So it's it's great with all those uh, all those flavors, right? So with whether you're doing a side or you know, and then also also on our website we have a lot of great like side dishes mm-hmm. uh, that you can use the uh, chop them up and it'd be a great side for kind of your main uh, your mainstay your main barbecue. Yeah, I was looking there uh, some great uh, looking recipes and stuff and using the uh, yeah. using the products in there. So yeah, yeah, awesome. So that's uh, yeah. I think it, it just it's all the flavors kind of really work uh, well. I think it's you know the extreme bean or the spare goose or even the pickle spears. You're either using the brine. For, uh, for barbecue or you're using the, the actual product yep. either in it or kind of as a side. And it's, as you said, I think it's the vinegar and kind of the, uh, the flavor that kind of pulls everything together. Yep. Any kind of, uh, tips, uh, for entertaining using the products. If you're uh, throwing a party, uh, throw a few kind of ideas out there. What, uh, what, yeah, well, obviously, um, you know, we kind of do, you know, three things, obviously, uh, kind of Caesars as a garnish, 
but also we do a lot of kind of, we call it boarding season. So a lot of charcuterie and kind of uh, cheese boards. Right. And mm-hmm. I think that kind of fits with barbecue too. Cause you can kind of just, you can kind of incorporate that on your boards too, which is great. And I just, you know, I think you need a really good, again, I think it comes back to the vinegar and the acidic acidity. Uh, you know, if you got a lot of meats, you want that kind of balance, uh, you know, with your cheese boards, your charcuterie. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's, and then also we developed like a three, five minute, uh, recipes. If you go on our site, you can see them mm-hmm. and what we want you spend life. You are entertaining less time in the kitchen prepping sure. more time with your guests. So yeah. we've come up with these three to five minute recipes that are very easy to make quick, delicious, gives you more time to spend with your guests too. Which yeah. Is great. Yeah. I noticed the, uh, the tortilla rolls with the green bean. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it, they're simple. They're yeah. classic kind of recipes. Like we do a bruschetta, we do like a chili, yeah. we do, uh, you know, whether we do a prosciutto and provolone roll wraps with the extreme bean, those are one of our, our best. Yep. But again, it's just very kind of shareable, yep. uh, you know, kind of back to our brand principles are our tasty, topical, social, and fun. So everything we want to do is kind of around sociability yep. and entertaining and you get together with friends. You know, we want you to think of uh, Matt and Steve's and all our line of products. As soon as you're entertaining, it's like, I need some, whether it's the extreme bean or the Caesar or, you know, the asparagus, we want to be on that uh, board, yep. that entertaining board. Now you guys have kind of are gotten into, I guess, a couple different markets that are kind of dominated by some major players. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> talk about the, maybe some of the challenges in that, you know, uh, the pickle yeah, market think, and uh, also the Caesar market uh, here in Canada. Right. Well, I so. think even just kind of um, getting on grocery shelves was, was a big challenge to begin, right? Yep. Uh, you know, Matt and I, back, back, both backgrounds, were definitely food service. So retail mm-hmm. was definitely a whole learning curve, kind of, you know, approaching the law of laws of the world or Walmart, yeah. and kind of how they operate and like, you know, getting your product on the shelf is one thing. Yeah. Making sure it turns is a whole different thing, right? Yep. And if it's not turning, they don't give you a lot of time to like, mm. like, come on, guys. Like, if it's not turning, like, you're off that shelf and something else is on there because they need to kind of turn that product, right? Yeah. Um, so that was kind of a whole learning curve. And then another big interesting thing is we went in, we broke into the U.S. probably about three years ago. Okay. Uh, a little bit of a different market. So now we're in, like, the Kroger's of the world. We're in Safeway. Uh, again, same thing, a very, uh, that whole retail business and like, how do you make sure your product turns? Uh, and then, you know, we have a little more competition in the U S so again, it's, it really comes back to our product is really about sampling and really getting it out there. Right. So one, usually people try our product. Uh, that's where it is. Yeah. It's, it's in that flavor, that mouthfeel. Like you said, once you've tried it, it's like, that's really good. You know, you recommend it uh, to a friend. Uh, the whole bit. So we're really excited to get back to 2022, get back to some kind of normal here. Yeah, <laughs> so no we kidding. can get back on the road and get in front of people and start uh, sampling the product properly again. Yeah. So I'm yeah. um, really looking forward to that. And then with the, the RTD, uh, again, whole different yeah. set of uh, yeah. challenges going into the liquor boards across the country. And it's been dom. you know, our category has been dominated by one player. We call mm-hmm. him the incumbent for, you know, 50 years. They <laughs> yep. created the yep. space. Yep. Um, and again, it, it comes back to, changing behavior uh you know you're so used to like even when you go to the grocery store you know most people are like here's my 15 or 20 things that i buy every week mm-hmm. right so how do we change that behavior that you pick up a matt and steve's or um you know you, you walk by it maybe you see it on a promotion or something like that right so we need to change behavior and the fastest way we can do it is sampling again yeah. always you know we call it liquid to lips kind of in the uh, the rtd space or you know sampling with the uh, with the other products so yeah. that's really kind of what we focus on. And then, um, you know, about five, six years ago, as we were kind of growing significantly, we brought in a business coach. You know, I think that's one thing that we do really well at our company is like realize we need to learn. And every step of the way, 
there's a whole new set of challenges. There's a whole whole set of stuff that we just don't know, mm-hmm. right? So we've got this constant learning um, in the company that everybody's, you know, we got a library and kind of, uh, you know, one of our rooms, you can, uh, all the latest business books are there. So guy, people, our, our, our staff can kind of sign them out and read them and kind of just really constant learn. And kind of our overall brand mission was to incre- increase fun in people's lives. Yeah. So that was kind of where we started with, right? And everything we do, we run through that filter. And then we have four brand pillars called Tasty, Topical, Social, and Fun. And that kind of shoots up to increase fun in people's lives. Right. So again, it's like everything that we do with the 35-minute recipes, it's really about sociability and how do we increase fun in your, you know, people's lives. And then kind of like our label, like we create a create like the extreme bean, we, you know, or the, the asparagus. It's just not a pickled vegetable anymore. We've given it personality, yeah. right? Yep. And we go through in our marketing decks. And we actually have personality traits for the extreme being. Nice. Okay. <laughs> you yeah. know, we kind of break it down that way yeah. and then run through our social channels or all our touch points. We try and really kind of come from a fun social uh, angle, which I think is a little different in especially the pickle category. You know, the pickle aisle has been the same for a hundred years. It really yeah. hasn't changed. Yep. Uh, and I think with our label and the personality of the brand, um, I think that's really kind of given us advantage and cut through that uh, that clutter a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'll have to make a point of looking. When I was at uh, Superstore this morning doing my groceries, yep. I uh, was walking down the juice aisle and I did stop and look and saw your uh, your rimmer there in that yep. kind of the Caesar mix section. So that's cool. Yep. I didn't yeah. uh, didn't think to check in the p- the pickle aisle to see if. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you'll find that our Massey Caesar rim is in the uh, where you get your Caesar mix, and then obviously mm-hmm. we're in the kind of the mainstream pickle aisle with all yeah. our other products. So often, um, you know. So that's that, and that's kind of how we do it. Just it's, yep. it's, it's, we need to stand out a little bit because it's, and I think we've done that with a little bit of personality and a little bit of fun. Is there thought of uh, putting out a Clamato uh, product uh, without? Obviously, you've got the RTD, <laughs> yeah. but. Uh, yeah, just I think, you know, we're going to stay in our lane right now. Yeah. As I said, we just we launched the RTD right at the start of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like we had all these shows planned and it was like, well, that's going to have to change. Yeah. <laughs> right. What do we do now? Yeah. Uh, so we still have a lot of work with that. Mm-hmm. Even our other brands, there's still a lot of work for distribution from the sure. extreme pickle spheres that we just launched. Yeah. We launched that in 2019, but we really haven't been out there with that either. Yeah. So we got a lot of work on kind of the brands we have. Uh, in Canada and the U.S., and our footprint's uh, expanding pretty quick in the U.S., so we're really excited about that market. Are you putting the uh, the RTDs into the U.S. at all at this point, or just the uh, not at this stuff? point? Not just yeah. We we kind of we've led with our extreme bean and our yeah. asparagus products. Kind of lead with those, mm-hmm. and then we'll we'll see how everything kind of trickles down over the uh, the next couple of years because that yeah. RTD category is changing extremely fast, yep. right? It's like, and you know that it's been a big battle. Uh, for shelf space. That's right. been the biggest thing with the RTD category, right? Like there's so many brands, like even just like from, uh, you know, the seltzers to the, you know, the, 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 uh, the vodka iced teas, the, like it's, everybody's fighting for that shame shelf space, yeah. right? And yeah. the, like the stores aren't getting any bigger nope. and there's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of SKUs coming on board. Yeah. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that business evolves and does it consolidate uh, you know, maybe some of the, you know, the bigger brands kind of win out some of the smaller brands. If you don't, if you know, if you're not big, you get left behind. How do you get that shelf space? So it's going to be really interesting how that business really kind of develops in the next couple of years yeah. as a category. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm, and I'm curious, is there a Caesar market in the States? 
It's easier. more Bloody Mary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Eat, yeah, it's more of a Bloody Mary yep. in the U.S. Um, that we have found. Yeah. So when we go down, we sample Bloody Marys, uh, you know, as kind of our main delivery vehicle, yeah, yeah. the extreme bean. Mm-hmm. Um, border towns, you're starting to sure. see some Caesars yep. big, you know, in Arizona or Florida, or even kind of like where you get a lot of Canadians. Yeah, the snowbirds. Yeah. What I have started to notice is that there is, uh, at food service more often, bars and restaurants, they're actually mixing a Bloody Mary mix and Clamato in their oh, Bloody Mary. Okay. Yeah, so I've started to kind of see that kind of uh, a little bit, whether that catches on. Because uh, when I, you know, when I'm talking to some of my American counterparts, they're like, it's what? It's clam juice? <laughs> right? You're, you're kidding. So just right? when you kind of start explaining it, they're like, no, I'm yeah. not drinking clam juice. <laughs> yeah. Right? So. Uh, but yeah, if, uh, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely a Bloody Mary dominated market yeah. in the U S yeah. Which is a, in my experience, kind of a thicker mix, eh? the chunkier, much almost. thicker. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's one thing why I think the, the, you know, I'm, I'm being biased. I think the, this, uh, the Caesar superior cause it's, yeah. it's not quite oh. as thick. It's, it's smoother. It's easier drinking. Yeah, A little lighter. You know, it's almost like some of those Bloody Mary mixes are like tomato soup, man. Yeah. It's, yeah you can almost <laughs> chew it. Yeah. 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 Yep. It's really, really thick. So, yep. Uh, something we touched on uh, before we hit record there um, yep. that you had uh, was mentioned that you could uh, kind of speak to was the the lack of innovation in the Canadian agri food sector. Uh, talk about that and what uh, what you think can be done. Yeah, I to- guess, yeah, we really started doing some research because we just we we built a new plant probably about three years ago, and I was kind of about two years in the making, so it was kind of like a five year kind of project. We were kind of looking around. We were starting getting approached by some of the border towns, like when you guys come down here, we'll give you kind of, you know, incentives. But obviously one of our core beliefs is, you know, we're, you know, all our products you'll see created by two guys from Canada. So we're Canadian through and through. And, you know, we're very proud that we uh, manufacture in Canada and, uh, you know, our workforce are Canadians and they shop in the local, uh, local markets that we're in and we give back to Canada. But there hasn't been a lot, you know, there was a stat that I can't remember the exact stats now, but it was like in the last four or five years or 10 years, it was like four or 500 uh, food plants that are opened up in the U S where Canada, there was only like 10 or 15. So they're just not seeing that investment from a, you know, from a manufacturing capability. And I know the government's kind of really been on that to kind of really um, get that sector going to mm-hmm. create jobs and kind of, you know, and I think with, uh, with COVID hitting, you can see how like uh, fragile and delicate the food supply could be. Yeah. Right. Like it kind of scared everybody. It's like, are we going to run out of stuff? (laughs) Right. So it's like, you know, the early days of kind of COVID. And I think that really kind of scares you. It's like when you don't, you know, if you can't, you know, feed your population, that's, that's a, that's a big problem. Yeah. Well, you've seen it all all across a bunch of sectors. Dollars come into the industry, hopefully. Yeah. You've seen it across a lot of sectors where the COVID, uh, you know, it's kind of exposed some flaws in the supply chain. Huh? And that's one of our biggest challenges right now. We're mm-hmm. dealing with something different every day. It's like our, you know, we can't get boxes like cardboard. We can't yeah. get boxes. <laughs> We're having trouble getting glass yeah. and we can't get glass. We have no jars mm-hmm. to put anything in. Crazy. And it's really, it's coming down from supply chain is getting containers mm-hmm. out of China. Cause yep. you know, 15 or 20 or 30 years ago, whenever those decisions were made, it's like, Hey, let's move everything to China. Yep. <laughs> right. So there's, there's just not that local uh, capacity or manufacturing capacity. Mm-hmm. Now you're starting to see what could happen, right? Yeah. Uh, prices have gone up. Jeez, we're getting price increases like every day. And I know yeah. I talked to some of our retailers and they're like, just like they can't, you know, so inflation is coming uh, mm-hmm. just due to kind of that. Yeah. Right. And just an imbalance in containers. Like this time last year, we were paying probably about three or $4,000 for a container. Yeah. So now they're going for 20, between 20 and 30,000 mm-hmm. to put the same stuff in it. Yep. 
it's like, where does that come from? Like, that's just a straight cost. So we're, yeah. we're really battling a lot of uh, cost increases. We're trying to get it out of efficiencies in the plant. We are, we do have to take a little price increase. We've been very hesitant, but we mm-hmm. just can't absorb, you know, a 50% price increase on our raw goods. Yeah. You know, within like a couple months, it's, it's just been crazy. Yeah. No, I work, uh, you know, my day job, I'm in the transportation business and, uh, not, right. not, not, not directly involved with the ocean freight anymore, but, uh, the stories I hear, it's, uh, it's just crazy what's going on on that it's, side yeah, of things. Yeah. Just so. nuts. You know, it's just like when somebody says, yeah, we don't have any boxes. I can't get you boxes for uh, three months, four mm-hmm. months, five months. It's like it's cardboard, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, it's mind boggling, yeah. right? It's like some of the stuff you don't even think about. Yeah. You can talk about your product, your, you know, your core product coming, being Canadian made, but, uh, those other, yeah. those other things you need to get it to market. Uh, yeah. And they're just, they're just you. not, they just don't have, they just don't make them here. Yeah. Right. And they haven't for years. They closed all most of the glass. I don't think there's one glass plant in all of Canada yeah. that produces actual glass bottles. Yeah. Things, uh, stuff you don't and think of. And there's very few in the West. So everything's yeah. coming out of uh, the other side of the world. Yeah. Stuff you don't think of. Yeah. You know, so, you don't, you know, it's a great idea. Let's go save some money. Yeah. Right now it's like, well, what happens if we can't ship it? Right. Yeah. Nobody kind of really thought this scenario through. And now we're really seeing that in supply chain. Right. Yeah. And it's affecting not just our in the food industry, but it's affecting, I think, pretty much every industry moving forward, right? Yeah. Speaking of, of boxes, I do need yep. to give you, applaud you guys, the uh, the It's Caesar Time uh, sample box that got sent out to me. Yeah. Uh, with the with the Rimmer and the uh, the RTDs in there. Great, yep. uh, great packaging. Uh, so Awesome. Yep. Very cool. That's glad yep. you'll enjoy it. Did you watch, did you get a chance to watch the, the scan the QR code and watch the video? I didn't. I should check that. Okay. I may have missed that. If you that, do that, so. scan the QR card. And we did a, a video kind of like, uh, last year, I think it was what last year, it just how we kind of got into the RTD space yeah, and kind of okay. the evolution of how we started in our condo with Extreme Bean and kind of our journey from coast to coast. Because, you know, we've been on the road for 15 years kind of sampling Caesars, the Canadians, and getting feedback and kind of making our liquid even better and taking mm-hmm. those cues and actually, uh, you know, putting it all in the RTD. So it's, yep. it'll kind of give you a little bit of a, you know, a minute and a half, I think, or two minute history of kind of Matt and Steve's journey to uh, our Matt and Steve Caesar in a camp. So awesome. it's, it's, it's We've done it with a kind of a, uh, hopefully it kind of makes you chuckle a little bit. Yep. So <laughs> we tried to take it from a fun angle. Yep. And also, uh, as I'm having the Caesar here, the Rimmer, the, the seasoning uh, spice mix, I'm, uh, it's, it's great. And I'm, yeah. one, I'm wondering how I might be able to kind of take that, you know, use that in as a barbecue seasoning of some sort, uh, where that might. Yeah. Play. And we do it's have just, a lot of people that say they do uh, use it yeah. as a, as a meat rub. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, I I've even got that, guys yeah. saying that, you know, they'll, uh, they'll sprinkle it all on the French fries, Yeah, yeah. Oh, but it's yeah. definitely, I know a lot of people use it in, um, on their meats yep, and they're doing definitely. a nice rub cause it's yeah. got a great, it's got a great flavor yeah. to it. Right. Yeah. Salty, but not overly. And just, uh, yeah. 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 And then it's got, with all the spices, it just kind of pulls those really neat flavors together. Yep. Uh, so be- sorry, back to the agri-food uh, thing. Do you, any ideas of what might be, what could be done? How can we promote local? Yeah. Uh, and I think there's, I think some of the governments, uh, you know, provincial governments, I know Ontario got on it with something like, you know, buy Ontario or kind of, uh, you know, buy Canadian. I think that's kind of really the, uh, the biggest thing. And I know, especially in the, in the pickle industry too, is like a lot of stuff is coming, is not made in Canada anymore. Yeah. It's all coming off offshore, right. From either China or India and, you know, um, so really, I think just kind of support the Canadian brands that are out there because we're supporting the communities and kind of, you know, uh, you know, we it was, it was a big deal for us. Like last week, we had we had 85 employees in the plant. So, oh. you know, all those people are employed, uh, you know, they're in the local community spending money supporting that. So I think it's really supporting made in Canada if you can. And mm-hmm. that will start, I think, uh, keep the, the industry growing and, and strong and kind of uh, advancing. Yeah. 
Yeah, even as uh, go, going down to the kind of grassroots with the, the the folks doing the farmers markets with their products and stuff, right? The more you can support Absolutely, those guys, yeah, right through the whole, right through the whether you know it's they're the major guys, whether yeah. they're us, whether the you know smaller guys, we you know, uh, yeah, to support local and, mm-hmm. and Canada if if possible when you can. Absolutely. So as as we hopefully uh, kind of exit out of this uh, COVID. Uh, <laughs> hopefully Not, soon Ryan hopefully yeah. soon man Night, nightmare we've been living under for a year and a half what's, no kidding uh, what's, uh, what's kind of coming next for you guys just uh, getting, yeah, getting think, out there and promoting things and yeah getting you know and I think that was kind of one of the things that kind of really propelled our brand was getting in touch with people and we've done you know uh, we used to do I don't know 15, 20, 25, 30 events every year maybe more like bigger like big mm-hmm. big events mm-hmm. uh, and you know we got, we got to talk to people right we got the sample I'm usually on the floor because I love going because I hear that immediate feedback on the product too which is great so if you know there's an issue or uh, pe- what people are saying right away uh, so 2022 right now our plan is to get out there as much as possible uh, and get back and connect with our community. And I think that's just, you know, that's a great, the best way to kind of connect with the brand. Yeah. You know, we, we get liquid to lips uh, with our new RTDs and then we uh, can sample the extreme bean, the asparagus and the extreme pickle spears and, yep. you know, get that reaction from people. Cause that's really what changes behavior is when you physically yeah. try something or a friend tries it and tells you like, Oh my God, you got to try this new product I just tried. Yep. So it's that, but that all still starts with sampling. Mm-hmm. Right. So that is definitely uh, my big project for 2022 is hit the road and, stay on the road as long as I can yep. and uh, hit as many miles as we can. So Awesome. Well, maybe we can uh, yeah. get you involved somehow with some of our barbecue events out here. And uh, Absolutely. And, you know, if you need any to. samples or do yeah. anything, I can always get those off to you. So yeah, let me know no, if there's anything uh, we can help with. Love to uh, love to be involved as much as we can. Where can uh, folks find you? I know the website's got a list of retailers and stuff, but uh, talk about yeah. online yeah, social media to, yeah, presence. Yeah, if you go to mattandsteve.com, like all our retailers are there, but we're pretty much in all uh, major retailers across Canada. Uh, you'll find all uh, in the pickle pro- the the pickle aisle for our pickle products, the Madden Seed Caesar Rim, like we talked above the uh, above the uh, in the Caesar mix, and then our RTD is uh, through private and uh, public liquor stores uh, across the country. You are great Both across flavors. the country now. Yeah, we're those. missing a few provinces and kind of like we don't have all the flavor, like both flavors in all provinces, but mm-hmm. we're working on that. Uh, but we're definitely. In most of the, uh, a lot of private stores out in Alberta, obviously, we're Perfect. in BC. Yep. We're launching uh, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Ontario, Quebec, and then some of the eastern provinces. So uh, we're still rounding out that distribution, but it's definitely, we're definitely getting there. The, the, the more I talk to people in the uh, the alcohol business in Canada, mm-hmm. you, you learn just the, the challenges between the, all the different provinces of getting your products into market. Well, yeah, they all have different kind of, they all have a different price structure because they all have different tax structures, right? Because mm-hmm. it's usually the provincial government's really got the tax on alcohol. Mm-hmm. So that's like, it's really hard to get a consistent price across the country because sure. you just, yeah. you know, it's it's really hard to do that because everybody's like, I need your excise taxes, you know, 10% higher here or like lower here or like this tax. Or, yeah. So it's a little more complicated and we're learning those lessons and, you know, pricing kind of to the consumer is kind of uh, what we're kind of really learning and what that, what those price points are and where we can get into the market. Yep. Awesome. Uh, online, uh, social media. Yeah. Everything's at Matt and Steve's uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, everything's at Matt and Steve's. Awesome. Awesome. So the, Steve, the last question I ask everybody, uh, sure. it's keep in mind, it's a barbecue podcast. Yeah. It's uh, it's dinner time. What's uh, what's kind of your go-to meal? I'm a big, like if 
my go-to meal? Yeah, it's a good question. I, I actually love uh, pulled pork and pulled chicken sandwiches. Nice. Amazing if they're done right. Yep. Right. And just, I've had, you know, as I said, when we talked earlier, just my, some of my experiences traveling down in some of the Southern U S states, mm-hmm. it's amazing on the different flavors you get into from all the different uh, places, yep. you know, and then uh, like a really good coleslaw to go with it. Really good slaw. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It never hurts. Again, the, uh, the acid, the vinegar helps cut the, yep. yep. Yep, everything kind of comes together. So awesome, Steve. Thank you. Uh, thanks for taking some time out of your uh, your Sunday evening. There, uh, can see the oh. see the lights of the city behind you there. So yeah, yeah, I'm right downtown Toronto. Seeing towers like right there, right beside oh, nice. me. So, uh, but yeah, no, thanks for having me, Ryan. It was great chat awesome. with you. And if uh, if we can't help in any of your events, let me know. We'll I definitely uh, pitch in with some product or whatever we can do to help. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Alrighty. A big thank you to Steve for joining me this week, and be sure to check your local local grocery and liquor store shelves for their great products. Also, thank you to Matt and Steve's PR guru, Monica, for reaching out to me and for sending some awesome samples my way. You are listening to Canada's longest-running barbecue podcast, and it is time now for some barbecue news, brought to you this week by our friends at Park Power, your friendly local utilities provider in Alberta, offering internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. Winter is coming and energy usage for all Albertans will be increasing, so now is a great time for listeners to look at at their utility bills and ensure they are on the best plan. Albertans have a choice who they pay their utility bills to. Park Power is happy to provide free, no obligations comparisons. If you decide to switch providers, it's easy. You can feel good knowing you are supporting a local business, and helping to give back to our communities with your t- utilities bills. Learn more at parkpower.ca. This past weekend down in Kansas City was the American Royal World Series of Barbecue, the largest barbecue contest in the world. Saturday's invitational competition saw 185 teams cooking, and congratulations to Triple H Barbecue for the Grand Champion win and Sin Circle Barbecue for the RGC. Well done. Sunday was the open competition with an amazing 467 teams lighting a fire. That number just blows me away. Last Call Heroes Barbecue won the Grand Champion on Sunday with Hog Line taking Reserve Grand Champion. Well done. I was able to watch the awards both days via live stream and the number of perfect 180 scores was just incredible. Congrats to everyone who heard their name called and special congrats to former guests of this show, Bill Purvis from Chicken Fried Barbecue and Fred Robles from Rio Valley Meats on your great results. Turning back north of the border, the only remaining event on the Canadian calendar is coming up November 26th and 27th in Regina, Saskatchewan, the Agribition Supreme Barbecue Competition. Email info at prairiebbq.com for details on that great event. Should be a good one. The Eat More Barbecue Podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. We are well into September now and the kids have been back in school for a couple weeks or more now. Those of you involved or just interested in education might enjoy Ed, Conversations About the Teaching Life. Hosted by a teacher, Shane Lawrence, Ed brings you real life and honest conversations between educators. Please visit www.albertapodcastnetwork.com for links to Ed, conversations about the teaching life, and all the other great shows on the network. From our cat chaos and myself, that's a wrap, everybody. See you all next week. Hey, friends, thank you for tuning in. 
please be sure to subscribe to the show and I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review. You can find me online at eatmorebarbecue.ca and also at albertabbqtrail.ca. Check out the listing of joints on the Barbecue Trail site and show them your support. If you're not in Alberta, get out and show your local barbecue joint some love. Give me a follow on Twitter at EatMoreBarbecue and on Facebook and Instagram at Eat underscore More underscore Barbecue. If you have any questions or guest suggestions, my email is EatMoreBarbecue at gmail.com. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported, and is a production of Eat More Barbecue Digital Media. Till next time, folks, keep on smoking. <laughs>